And joining me right now here on the phone line to recap the Senior Bowl. And yes, look ahead to one of my favorite times of the year. Previewing the NFL Draft nonstop for the next couple of months. This guy does a great job with Draft Countdown. He's there in Mobile. He's a good friend, Brian Bosarge. Brian, how you doing today? Mark, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be back on. I'm sad to see sad to not be talking about Bengals in the Super Bowl uh, or even coming off the AFC Championship like we have the last couple of years. But, you know, you, you do make do with what you got. How was the Senior Bowl over the last couple of days? This is my eighth year covering it as media, and it's probably the best weather we had start to finish of the week. Uh, I got sunburned on Tuesday and Wednesday. I mean, it was, it was nice out here. I mean, it was warm-ish, I guess, mid-60s, but the sun was out. It was just nice seeing all these guys, one of the most loaded rosters they've had uh, to start the week uh, since I've been covering the game. We've talked about this in years past. You know, you have the actual game on Sunday, but does that matter to you when you're evaluating players, or is it more about the events leading up to the actual game? It matters to me, in a sense, because some players are just gamers, right? And we saw, I saw that this week in particular with a cornerback from Washington State named Shaw Smith Wade, where I thought, you know, in the one on one drills in practice, he was, he looked kind of rough, but out in the game, I mean, he ends up with two interceptions, three pass breakups. I mean, he had a great week and, or a great game. So it's like some guys are just gamers. Some guys aren't practice guys, right? But, uh, the game seems to matter less and less to some of the players as this year, there were 39 players, I believe I counted, that started the week of practice that didn't play in the game, and another 10 uh, started the game and just kind of quit at halftime. So it's, the game seems to be mattering less and less to the players, unfortunately. Okay. I know you're working on this with Draft Countdown, but they're at the Senior Bowl. Who are some of your winners that really stood out? And you just talked about someone getting two picks in the game, but who are your big winners? Uh, the big winners to me on the week, uh, I know we, we uh, offensive line is not a sexy thing to talk about, but to me the best player maybe overall in practice this week was Jackson Powers Johnson, the center from Oregon. Uh, two of the most dominant days of practice I think I've ever seen. He never lost a one-on-one rep, which is unheard of for an offensive lineman in these drills. And it just he was in the team drills, he was just blowing guys off the ball, probably going to be the best center prospect it is going to be the best center prospect, uh, in my opinion, this year's draft. And then uh, Quinion, uh, Quinion Mitchell, the corner from Toledo, came in as a borderline first-round pick, uh, was locked down for uh, two days of practice, and he's probably going to be in contention, depending on how he tests in, in Indy, uh, probably going to be in contention to maybe even be the number one corner off the board. Had four interceptions in a game last year against Northern Illinois, two for two pick sixes in that in that same game and then uh, continued his great play this year when he got the ball thrown at him. I mean, he could be uh, go higher than the guys like from Alabama, like Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry and Arnold. Were there big losers, or is that not fair to say? Uh, it's not. Uh, I don't know how you really lose in an all-star game unless you just come out here and embarrass yourself. Mm. Uh, but there were some guys that I think were getting some hype coming into the week, like Tez Walker from North Carolina, the wide receiver. Uh, he's fast. Uh, was one of the fastest uh, players on according to the GPS uh, tracking all week long consistently, but had at least three drops in every practice and dropped a couple in the game on Saturday. Just something he needs to clean up. 
Uh, I, I don't know if he had a lot of drop. I'd have to go back and look at the stats to see how, you know what the drops were during the season. But he uh, definitely did it a lot in practice this week. And the quarterbacks that you were looking to stand out, like Bo Nix and Michael Penix, really didn't. And I don't know if that hurts them at all when it comes, especially with the quarterback thirst that's out there in the NFL. I don't really know if it's going to hurt them long term, but uh, they didn't really stand out this week. I don't like Penix. I I feel bad saying that. I would not draft him. I twenty four. Too many injuries. I, I he's a dynamic player. I just I I don't see it at the NFL level. How about you? He's got some obvious problems. The injuries are one. Uh, the age is the other. I mean, he's had ACL surgeries on both knees. He he had all four seasons in Indiana ended with season-ending injuries. Um, if you move him, as we saw in the national championship game, if he gets moved off a spot, he has issues uh, with his accuracy. But when he's got a clean pocket, he has some of the best downfield accuracy, if not the best downfield accuracy of any quarterback in this draft class. And he has one of the biggest arms of any quarterback in this draft class. It's just once he, if he gets disrupted, he, he struggles a little bit. And obviously the age and injury history as well. Okay, Bo Nix, what's your evaluation then? Uh, short to mid range, great. Throw um, can make plays with his feet, makes plays off script. Uh, his deep ball accuracy is subpar, and it's not something we really uh, saw him uh, test during the game. Uh, what little bit he played on Saturday, he um, he threw one deep ball and it was inaccurate. So it's just something that he needs to show that he can do. But a short to intermediate range, which is, to be honest, is where you live most in the NFL. So if you can succeed there, you'll have a chance. But uh, I I don't know that I would take him in the first round. I think a team will, but I'm not sure I would feel comfortable doing it. We're here at Brian Bosarge draft countdown. He was at the Senior Bowl over the last couple of weeks. Was Brock Purdy, the guy who's starting the Super Bowl for the Niners, was he at the Senior Bowl two years ago? He was not. He played in the East-West Shrine Bowl, actually. Uh, and a lot of, I mean, the Senior Bowl whiffed on him just like 32 teams whiffed on him for 255 picks, oh. right? I mean, <laughs> obviously there was there was something to be said about him, which is why he lasted as long as he did. But, and let's be honest, if he's not in Kyle, the Kyle Shanahan system, hmm. uh, he's probably not as successful in the NFL, right? Was, would he even be okay? Okay, here's the question: If he doesn't go with the last pick in that draft, then what would have happened to him as an unrestricted free agent? I mean, he signs as an undrafted free agent with someone, and who's to say if he signs with San Francisco, he doesn't have the same success, right? right. But you know, I mean, to be honest, if you're a sixth or seventh round pick, you're just as much signing as an under. You might as well just as much sign as an undrafted free agent because it's. Hmm you're considered the same kind of value, right? There's there's no – like if a team cuts you, they lose nothing. Just like if you're an undrafted free agent, you lose nothing. So it, it's just all about fit, right? And if he was an undrafted free agent, he would have got to choke, uh, had more uh, choosing who he would go to, which is why that's a lot of times when you go undrafted, it's, it's, you end up in a better situation than are if you get drafted in the sixth or seventh round. What was your evaluation of him coming out of Iowa State then? Oh, I – I didn't see anything like what he's done in the NFL. I saw a guy who was experienced but wasn't wholly accurate and didn't. you didn't see the athleticism at Iowa State that you see 
you know, he was able, like, especially the some of what he showed against Detroit on uh, this last week, uh, able to, you know, make plays downfield with his feet. You didn't really see that at Iowa. You saw, I tell you that, you saw it as a freshman at Iowa State, but you didn't see it throughout the rest of his career. It's just not a guy that ever got better from his freshman season to the end of the season, but he played a lot of football, and you can see that, you know, he's seen a lot of things, and that there's something to be said about that you know, especially going forward when, when you're drafting a quarterback. Is this even crazier than Tom Brady then, that this guy got to the Super Bowl? It's only crazy as Tom Brady if he does it nine more times, right? Uh. So. <laughs> but he he made plays in those playoff games. He won, Like, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you, where he's got all these weapons on offense, but – He's in a position to be a quarterback in this league for a long time, right? If he keeps this up. Oh, no, no doubt about it. Like I said, you, you don't know until like he's out of that system, right? It, it, you know, I don't like saying system quarterback, but he certainly feels like a system quarterback in San Francisco. I, I'm not doubting that what he's done. It's just I don't know that he could have this success, say in Chicago if he was there or have had this success in Minnesota or, you know, a, a different system that's not a Kyle Shanahan, you know, offshoot. It's fascinating because I would say the same thing about Brady when he got drafted by the Patriots, where it was a kind of system type quarterback, what he had to do the first couple of years. It's it's mind boggling. It is. We're here with Brian Bosarge, draft countdown. All right, let's go to your mock draft. Cause I, I know, you know, this personally, my Bears have the number one pick. So what are your thoughts, buddy, with the number one pick going to Chicago? I feel like we're deja vu again, right? I yes. mean, we were just here last year. This time it's not their first-round pick because they traded it last year, right? Yeah. And But to the Panthers, so now they have one and nine. I can't see them doing this again, though, no. Mark. I, I can't see them trading out again. I, I know there's a lot of speculation now with Cliff Kingsbury being the OC in Washington that they're going to move up one spot with Chicago to get that top pick. But I, I just can't see Chicago moving off this now. I feel like oh, they've got a nice OC now with Shane Waldron in place. They've got to draft Caleb Williams, and that just feels like where we're headed here. And then they'll come back with the ninth pick and maybe go on defense that side of the ball then. But I, I can't see them doing that. And then – you know, there's like I said, there's a lot of quarterback thirst out there. You'll get some nice return for Justin Fields when you move him. Did they make a mistake last year then where you see what CJ Stroud did? It's like, did the Bears and the Panthers screw up by not taking CJ Stroud? It certainly seems that way. Uh, because Stroud was amazing as a rookie this year and Bryce Young was not. Right. So it certainly seems like Carolina made a mistake. Did Chicago make a mistake? I'm not so sure that they didn't need to see another year of fields, but they got the same exact thing. You got struggles through the first eight or nine games, 10 games, and then he makes, he has the great run towards the end of the season that makes you think he's viable. And it's, they can't, they can't fall for it again. Right. So I think you have to draft Caleb Williams at, at number one. And move on. Here's what's interesting. So Fields, I agree with you. He plays great down the stretch. They have that game in the snow in December. 
where they play Atlanta and he plays lights out his best game as a pro. If that was the finale of the season, then I could see the bears like, okay, fields is our guy, but it wasn't. Then they go to Lambeau and Jordan love lights them up. And just, you could see the difference between Jordan love throwing the ball and Justin Fields. It's all the Packers fault, or maybe it's good that the Packers did that. And that, cause I'm telling you, if Fields ends the season looking good, Fields is the guy. But I'm with you. The question is, is Caleb Williams the first pick in the draft in your mock draft? I would, I will be hard pressed to think that he's not at this point. It's, I would say it's about 99% locked in at this point. I love Jaden Daniels as a player, but he's got, now let's make no mistake. All of these quarterbacks in this draft class have some have at least one wart on them, right? Mm. Uh, Williams had kind of had some struggles with some of the better defenses he faced, but uh, compare. Uh, I saw something that compared to what a- Andrew Luck did against those same like top twenty-five ranked defenses in his career, and it the numbers were eerily similar. So, and Andrew Luck was the most can't miss quarterback prospect to come out since Peyton Manning, right? So. If you're comparing that to, then Caleb Williams is, I think, going to be the number one pick. Drake May also has some issues. Uh, so does, like I said, Jaden Daniels. And those are the only other two quarterbacks you would even consider at this point um, for Chicago. So, yeah, I think it's Caleb Williams all the way at number one. Or if they decide to trade the pick, one, they're going to get a butt load back. Uh, but – it's, uh, I, I don't know that I would do that. I don't, that's, that's going to be the question. And, and this is going to be something to discuss over the next couple of months. If, if Washington or New England calls you up and says, we'll give you three first round picks for their number one pick, do you think about it before you make your decision? You have to think about it, especially if you have now, and here's where it goes. It gets crazy. If they, uh, like, maybe they're not, maybe Chicago, and I'm sure they're still in the middle of the evaluation, especially with the, the new coaches and everything they brought in. Um, I'm sure they're, they're still thinking that all this over, but if they have sent a very close grade, or maybe they even have May or Daniels higher than Williams for some reason, then absolutely you make a trade. But if you, like everyone else, seems to think that Williams is the undisputed number one quarterback in this draft class, you have to stay put. If I have, because, you know, I'm the general manager of the team. This is very important now. What we're talking about here with Brian Bosarge. If I get the King's ransom and I can stay in the top three of the draft, if I get multiple first-round picks, I could take Marvin Harrison Jr., with that pick as well, and I keep Fields still on the rookie deal, or or I could take one of those quarterbacks with the third pick overall. I I think I might do that. I I think everything's on the table. Do you feel that way? No, you have to listen to any and all offers, right? I mean, and like I saw saw some people talking about Washington giving up two their second round pick, another pick in this year's draft, and the twenty twenty five one, like. Just to go back one spot, I'm listening to that. I am too. But, but like I said, it's just if your conviction is Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this draft class, that's more valuable to me than those picks. Okay, and here's why. I will tell you this. The Bears have not had great consistent quarterback play for 100 years. They finally have the number one pick to take a quarterback. 
Why should the Bears help these other teams go get the best quarterback? Why? Under any circumstance. Because I'm hearing, oh, the Raiders, maybe you should let them. No, no. This is the time for the Bears to get it right. And when I look at these playoffs, I don't want to get your take, Brian. You need a quarterback in the pocket who can throw the ball down the field. I like some of these guys. I like Fields. I like Lamar Jackson. I think you need a real quarterback to throw the ball from the pocket. How about you? I, I agree. And and But in today's NFL, you also need somebody who can make throws outside the pocket. And there's one thing we've seen from Caleb Williams. He's been downright Mahomesian in some of the throws he's able to make, uh, seeing, seeing stuff down the field that no other quarterback sees and able to fit the ball into those windows that most quarterbacks can't do. Uh, Williams, like I said, he's a dynamic player, mm. and you got to be able to. I mean, uh, you got to be able to sell sell PSLs right at this new Arlington Heights Stadium, right? So yeah. we 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 got to think about that too, right, Mark? What would the expectations be for Caleb Williams then? It starts at CJ Stroud. Those are your expectations. Rookie of the year. Uh, lead your team to the playoffs as a rookie. Those are those are the minimum expectations now you put on Caleb Williams and anything else you will probably be disappointed because your division outside of Detroit who looks like they're ascending, uh, Minnesota is gettable, Green Bay is solid but was barely a playoff team this year even with Jordan Love playing well. Your division and the NFC as a whole is very gettable. Now we're not because they're not in the AFC, which is a bloodbath. Yeah, over there. But you know, so the being in the NFC also it, it helps a lot. They killed the Lions late in the season. I don't know if you know this. With Justin Fields as the quarterback, killed them. I, I saw it. I I know nothing can be easy if you couldn't tell. That <laughs> it is. Um, let's end with this with Brian Bosarch draft countdown. All right, what do you think of this Super Bowl matchup? I mean, it's a fun matchup, right? Uh, you got the probably best overall roster in the NFL in San Francisco. You've got Mahomes just willing his team. This is the worst team Kansas City's had in, in this run that they're on right now, and they're still in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that just is a testament to how great Pat Mahomes is as a quarterback. Um, I think San Francisco wins this game. I think it's close, though. Are you going to be wearing your Bengals stuff watching the game? <laughs> Probably so. Are you going to do I it? Can't pull, I can't pull for Kansas City, Mark. I can't do it. Kansas City in this run. Okay, so postseason play. They lose the overtime game to your Bengals. Brady beats them in overtime as well. And then the Bucks blow them out. So seriously, in a six-year run with Mahomes, they got embarrassed once. Does that blow your mind? It's 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 amazing, like how like I said, how good they've been over this run, and it's just a testament, like I said, especially this year. I mean, can a can a normal fan name one receiver that plays for Kansas City? No, I uh, can't do it. Uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. That's it. He's a tight end, not a wide receiver. It doesn't. He's but the whole offense. <laughs> Tell that to the Bills and Ravens. Tell that he's Correct. on. He's running down the field. Go uh, guard him. What are you doing? It's ridiculous. Um. All right, here's what we're going to do. I thought I'd go short today with you because I'm going to bother you for the next four months. Are you mentally prepared for that? I'm so ready for this, Mark. All right, here's what I want. Here's what I want. All right, I'll take Caleb Williams. I want a first-round pick for Justin Fields. I'm not kidding. 
I want a first-round pick for him. I'll call Atlanta. So I'll take Caleb Williams. I want a first-round pick for him. The other scenario is I will trade down to two or three. I want three first-round picks. I will take Marvin Harrison Jr., and then I'll take Brock Bowers out of Georgia. And I'll have my three first-round picks, and I'll come back with Justin Fields. Those are my options. Good luck. <laughs> How can we follow you on Twitter, buddy? Uh, follow me on, sorry, follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. You go to draftcountdown.com. I've got a three-round mock draft up today. Great stuff, my man. Thanks for your help and have a great day. Thank you.